Hello and welcome back to What Do You Think About Books. Today we are going to be talking about Winterkeep, which is the fourth assignment. Assignment? I've been doing too much schoolwork, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to start over. Alright, so hello and welcome back to What Do You Think About Books. Today we are going to be talking about Winterkeep, which is the first... <laughs> oh no. Okay. Alright. Take three, I guess. Hello and welcome back to What Do You Think About Books. Today we are going to be talking about Winterkeep, which is the fourth installment in the Graceling Realm series. Alright, I did it. Alright, Dana, what were your first thoughts? My first thoughts were, it was a, I didn't like it as a last book. Well, I don't know. Well, actually, never mind. We found out there's another book coming. But I just thought, if that's going to be the ending for a while, I didn't think it was a good one. Yeah, like, I think it's, this author does interesting endings, but I'm not sure I like how there's like not a big climax especially like this one it was like there was a big climax but it wasn't necessarily towards the end and I felt like I didn't really have a reason to read the rest of it after like the house burned down because I knew what was gonna happen like they're gonna reunite and then Bitter Blue and Gin are going to share all the pent-up feelings that they had for each other when they were apart, and then they're going to kiss, and they're going to fall in love, and whatever. But, like, I knew what was going to happen, so that made the ending kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, and especially since so many things happen in this book, you'd think there was a big ending, but it's really slow. Like, they just, like slowly do the ending and you slowly figure out solutions for the problems one by one not like one big solution which is what a lot of books are like so maybe I'm just not used to this but I don't know I prefer the other type yeah honestly me too like I like it when an author does something different that hasn't been tried before but I don't think it worked in this case honestly it just felt, with all four books, especially the last three, it was very noticeable that the ending was just, like, not, it didn't, it was kind of anticlimactic. Like, we talked about this in all four, well, three out of the four episodes, and Graceling, I can forgive it, forgive the author, because there was all that stuff about Poe being blind and like yeah just all of that and however I just I feel like it just didn't work in the last three books like it was fine Graceling but Bitter Blue and Fire Bitter Blue Fire and Winterkeep just didn't it just didn't work for them yeah, and Graceling was the first book, so you would expect it, it didn't need to be a big ending because there's more books to come. But 
because of all the there was a lot less stuff that happened in Graceling than all the in all the other books. That's that's what I kind of feel like. But it just I don't know the endings just were to make me excited. I didn't realize it was the ending. Sometime there's like I feel like there should have been more on some of the books. Like I like when an ending is like oh that was the end oh no I'm sad. But it was like, oh, that's the end? What? What happened? Uh-oh. What's going on? Yes. And really, you touched on another point there. It felt like Graceling was kind of a setup for all the other books. Because, like, Lek was actually the main antagonist of three books, despite having died in the first book. It's, like, crazy. Now that you say that, I think that's really cool. That was just amazing. Like, he was... I mean, he was alive in the second book, but he died in the first... Well, he not second book. In Fire, he he was alive. But it's just... I think that's cool. You're in different timelines. There's before he... Be, well, he was already evil, I guess. But there's... I don't know. When he was starting to become really evil, and then there was when he was, like, super evil, and there was, like after he was done and he was dead and all the evil he left behind so i don't know it just seems really cool now that you point that out it felt like Winterkeep was the outlier in that way because like all of the other three books were about lack in some capacity like fire was fire had its own thing going on but really a lot of uh, like lack was the antagonist like there was those uh, there were my dog and um gentian but really they weren't the main antagonists of the book it was lek it wasn't really about lek but he was the guy who was causing all the trouble and also my dog and gentian but fire had a little bit of more sympathy for them and they just didn't really have much of a part in the book so anyway um, I know this is the last book, but I just realized when Lek was, like, pushed through the mountain, I didn't notice it. Like, it was like, oh, he's gone. It was like, oh, that was fast. Like, I, I didn't notice it. I don't know. It just, he was there, and then he was gone, and he wasn't part of the story anymore. And I was like, wait, isn't he supposed to fall through the mountain? And then I was like, oh, wait, he did. It just didn't clear. It makes sense. I know you're supposed to put it together yourself, kind of, because they said, oh, he fell into the cave thing, and he probably died, but I don't know. I'm just thinking about that now. All right. Yeah, but... Wait. Actually, you you did warn me that... Because you read the, you read Fire before me. You did, you warned me that Lek would, like, disappear. Like, that wasn't the main focus of the book. Because I was like, oh yeah, the book's gonna be about her and Lek and their meeting. And Lek being, like, evil and stuff. And then Fire's gonna, like, be like, oh, Lek, you're evil. Nobody else sees you're evil, but I'm gonna fight you. And then... And then fire fights Lek, and that's the big climax. And then 
and like Lek die. No, Lek doesn't die. Lek falls down the mountain and ends up in Monsi. So yeah, but that's it. That's what it felt like, anyway. And then the book turned out to be about this war, and I I really liked it, so, yeah. That was a little bit of a tangent. That wasn't a sign or a cosine, it was a tangent. That was a trigonometry joke. Um. So, I really like Winterkeep. It's like this new world with all the technology and all that cool stuff i wish we could have seen um more of the other places not just winter keep like other places that were over there and yeah um and i know this has nothing to do with winter keep but another thing i wanted to see more of was katza and poe because i just they didn't even like i mean i think there was like one letter at the start possibly or they said it they like talked about sending a letter but we never like there was nothing i wanted katza to come in and be like oh we missed you we thought you were dead something like that that would have been awesome yeah well katza might show up in the possible fifth book that Kristen cashore is going to the arctic to do research on Another thing I liked is in each of the books, the map got bigger and bigger. Like, that... What? Oh, well, Evan, but in the first book, it was just the royal continent, except not the Dells or... um, What's the other place called? Pikia. Yeah, it was just that, and then it included the Dells and Pikia, and then it was the same for... um, Well... Yeah, the first two books was just the uh, Royal Continent with the, the Seven Kingdoms. And then Fire was the Dells and Pikia. And then Winterkeep was the added on island. So we got bigger and bigger. And it was just cool to see that. Yeah, that is cool. And it still says the known world. So are they going to discover more of the world? Huh. Adventure Fox. Adventure Fox. I like the the new telepathic fox thing. Like, that was cool. And I like how each land has their own special thing. I think that's really cool. I want it, I want it to be explained on how those different things happened. Like, why does this certain area have this and the other areas have this? Like, how did this come to be? Who are these people? Where did they come from? How'd this happen? I want to know. But hopefully that might get explained. I just wish they could have explained it earlier because I'm just going this whole time not knowing what's going on. Well, I I think we've been spoiled by a lot of books. Like, they're, like I've been reading a lot of Brandon Sanderson lately and he has this huge magic system with like gods and that's basically all i can say without giving it uh, without giving anything away about any of his books because they're all most of them are set in like a one like universe it 
it's really cool. You should read Brandon Sanderson. This message was not sponsored by Brandon Sanderson or Dragonsteel Entertainment because that's his company. Anyway, I think I've kind of been spoiled by him and other authors like him who want to create a thing that have distinct origins with like this huge power. I don't know, but I sometimes forget that a lot of books don't do that. Like a lot of books are like, here, there's magic. And then there's magic and that's it. Like Harry Potter or something. But why is there different magic? Like what? And why are they in certain areas? I mean, a lot of books don't explain the magic, but I want to know why. That's this is a special time where it's not just one magic whole universe. There's different magic in different places. I mean, that's in some places that's like that, but I want it to be explained. Yeah, you're right. I I think so. I think the author just wanted to, uh, just wanted to create multiple magic systems because she just wanted to be creative and basically give the reader new worlds to look at while having their worlds clash with the old worlds and I think that's pretty cool but I just I I would also like to have an explanation for what's going on did we touch on the fact that the inner five kingdoms are named after their directional state so there's Estel in the east What's in the West? Yeah, okay. Okay. Dana will do it. Let me find it. Okay. Yeah. We have Estel in the East, Nander in the North, Wester in the West, Sunder in the South, Midlands in the Middle. There you go. And then Leonid and Monsi are on the side. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. I didn't notice that until I looked at the map and then I was like, hey, wait a second. What's this? So, you you wanted to talk about um, who was it? What the other main character? I'm so bad with characters' names. Luvisa. Luvisa and Nev. Luvisa and Nev. So, okay, here's some character talk here. Like we've been talking a lot about the magic system and the plot structure, but I have like there's just like this thing that's been bugging me. Is that I I don't want to dig on the take a dig on the author for adding an asexual character because I really like that and I feel like that gets underrepresented and I like it when groups that don't usually get much representation in fiction get representation in fiction anyway but if you were gonna put an asexual character into your book. Why make somebody that they, that you literally put clues into the book that they're going to get together with? Like, seriously, didn't you pick up on some of the, like, oh, for some reason, I feel safe with Nev. What? <sighs> I just, yeah, that just bugged me. Well, they weren't for sure like not together at the end. I mean, like they could happen in the future. They just weren't together that time. 
they were just they didn't get together and that's okay and they're friends it might happen later yeah I I don't think it's gonna happen but I mean maybe but they might yeah anyway but yes I just feel like there the author just put so many things in the book that implied that they were gonna get together later but it didn't happen and maybe they are gonna get together in the future but I'm not sure maybe it's gonna happen like in the next book mm. yeah maybe I, I did see all the clues but they don't always get together it doesn't always work out in the real world. Okay. Um, <laughs> what did I want to say? Uh, oh, ooh. Um, see, the professor, the professor person with the cats, she was suspicious at the start. I didn't like her right away. Yeah, no, she bad news. Yeah, no, but, okay, I was, so I just felt like this was another thing that, is kind of actually the author did the same thing with this as she did with Louisa and Nev. So I saw a ton of clues, especially when I, especially when I registered that this was pretty weird, like Kona Verano was being pretty weird that Kona Verano was the one who had Bitter Blue captive in her attic. Not the... It was misleading uh, on purpose. I liked that part. Yeah, me too, but it's just like... It felt like the author did the obvious thing, and then, like, the author... Like... It was it was kind of I'm trying to figure out how to word this, but there was the obvious place that Bitter Blue would be, which was in the attic of Louisa's house, and then she puts a bunch of discrete clues that an attentive reader will pick up on, and like a lot of readers know that it's probably not going to be in the obvious spot, so they are going to pick up on the clues. So. The author just like left a trail of breadcrumbs, leaving leading us to Quona Verona's house, and then she was like, "Wait, no, it's at Louisa's house." What? Yes, <laughs> I love that. Just misleading. I like the misleading sometimes. Sometimes it's annoying, but other times it's just awesome. It's like a great mystery book. So, ratings and predictions. Unless you had anything else you wanted to say about the book. Okay. Okay, I'm going to rate this book an 8. Because it was good, but it there wasn't anything special about it. I liked it, but could be better. Yeah, 7.5. I liked it. I liked it. But just the ending kind of... What? Uh-oh. Okay, sorry. This has nothing to do with you were saying, <laughs> but I just thought of something. I 
I felt like it was a dream come true with these books for one thing. I love when books are really far apart from their last book. I don't know why. It's just I love seeing how much the characters have grown or changed after like a long like break. But like that was awesome. But I didn't like it that it was for every single book. I wish it could have been for some of them, but not for all of them. They were all like really far apart from each other. So I just wanted to say that. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, so I liked the book. The ending was anticlimactic, and they should have just stuck to it for the first book and then, like, moved on. Yeah, so anyway, predictions. So I think the next book is going to have something to do with the countries in the north of Torla because we didn't get to see any of them, and... Apparently, the author was doing research in a boat in the Arctic for the next book. So, yeah, I think it's going to take place in the north of Torla, like, uh, like north of Torla's neck and stuff. Because that's, like, how far north everybody went before they were all reunited and then they went back. I have no idea at all what the next book is going to be about. The end. <laughs> okay. I I think it's also going to just like be about either Luvisa because I want to see more of Luvisa. Maybe some Nev in there. Maybe get some Nev in there. Um Katu? I don't know. That's that's a pretty wild guess. It's pretty it's pretty out there, but Katu, real quick. I wanted Katu and Bitterblue to end up together. Wait, why? I know we like barely saw any of it, but at the start when the keeper was like saw Katu he, like, was thinking about Bitter Blue and really liked her, and I just hated to see him brokenhearted, even though I barely knew the character at all. I already liked him, just from all the descriptions, and he seemed like a super nice guy. And, I don't know, Gittin's not my favorite. I don't know. I just don't, there's something I don't like about him. Is he just too perfect for you? Oh, he's not perfect. No, I know. He's just like I don't know I I'm not sure about Gidden I I like Gidden but like and I like that he ended up with Bitter Blue but there's something weird about it that I can't place my finger on maybe it's the maybe it's the thing that Gidden as like a adult person like it just kind of feels weird to me how the age gap becomes wider like the age gap for it to not be creepy becomes wider and wider and wider as you get older and older and older so when in Graceling Gidden was like 18 and Bitter Blue was 10 or something mm-hmm. or Gidden was 16 or something he was 18, he was 18. okay um but then 
fast forward eight years or nine years or however long. It was eight years, then six years, so fourteen years actually. So fast forward fourteen years, and Bitter Blue's twenty three, and Gidden is thirty one. Yeah, thirty one, and it's suddenly not creepy anymore because they're like they're both adults, but. It just feels weird because he knew her as a little girl when he was an adult. So that just that that pushes some sort of button in me that makes it really hard for me to like them being together. Like I'm happy for them, but it feels so weird. Yeah. I agree, but also I just didn't like getting at all in the first book, and he was just not a nice person, and it's hard for me to forgive him. Yeah, but fast forward 14 years, you held the grudge for longer than Katza. <laughs> um, it hasn't actually been 14 years for me. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> well, yeah, but, like... He's changed so much, and he's had so much time to, like, go back on his previous mistakes when he was younger and, like, in his late teenage years. And it's like, oh, Castle William. But now he's like, oh, Bitter Blue, I love you. (laughs) I can't do his voice. It sounds just terrible. Anyway, so yeah, I think that's think that's it. Okay. And we were talking about. Oh, okay. Okay, so the next book we'll be reading da, 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 da. is it's a duology. It's called "We Set the Dark on Fire," and the second one is called "We Unleash the Merciless Storm," and. I've read the first book, and I really like it, and I want to read the whole series with Evan, and so we're going to do that. All right. So, see you next time for We Set the Dark on Fire. This is my good voice. This is my young good voice. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Dana. Okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Okay, stop the podcast. Can you stop the podcast? Square. 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 Press the square. 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 Square.